0: This is episode number 228 of the Rising Man podcast with Brian Reeves. Choose her every day or leave her. Welcome back, Rising Man family. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm Jetty Azuma, checking in for another episode of the Rising Man podcast. Before I introduce my guests here today, I wanna to remind you guys that our enrollment period for Compass is now open. Our four-day solo wilderness fast experience is happening next year. We've got, we've got spots and openings that are available, but they're filling up fast. So if you wanna join us for one of these adventures, whether it's out here in Austin, Texas, or back out on the West Coast in California, we got spots available. All you gotta do is apply. Go to risingman.org/compass to enroll today. All right, today's guest is Brian Reeves, a former U.S. Air Force captain. Brian is now an internationally renowned author and life relationship coach, and host of the podcast Men This Way. His viral blog has been read by over 30 million people in every country on the planet except North Korea. His newest book, Choose Her Every Day or Leave Her, is now available on Amazon and other retailers and also at brianreeves.com book. In this episode, Brian and I discussed why Brian rejected the identity of man for a long time and found a new example of manhood to define being a man for himself. A developmentally mature man is a man who can be fluid and adaptable, we dove deep into this concept. We talked about Brian's biggest awakening around relationships and how that set him on his trajectory to become a relationship expert. We discussed where our emotions fit into our relationships and how disconnection is often the root of most relationship problems. We discussed the distinction between criticism and feedback, and lastly, why we must choose our partner every day in order to have a fulfilling relationship that we dream of. Without further ado, Brian Reeves. All right. Well, here we go, Rising Man family. I got another wonderful man joining me here today, Mr. Brian Reeves, coming in live from Austin, Texas. Just a Maybe, maybe a little bit longer than a stone's throw from my doorstep but not too <laughs> yeah, far not far not too far <laughs> yeah good to have yeah, you man.
1: here man uh jetty man i am so glad to to be here man it's uh i think this this moment has been a long time in coming and of course you're going to be on my podcast yes, Men this way before long which again i'm honored to 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 have you on man so i'm, I'm excited to get to know you a little bit more in this in this capacity
0: Likewise, likewise, man. It's been such a joy to get to spend a little bit more time in your space. You know, we met a, I guess it was a couple of years ago, but really yeah. haven't had too many contact points since then. And now here we are, we're, we're, we're following the, the migratory flow out here to Texas. <laughs> we uh, are. Yeah. And I,
1: and I love, I love every Friday morning too. I love that we get to do some combat together in, yeah. you know, our, little, in our little fight club, MMA training. That's yeah. We get to bad. punch each other in the face. It's a great way to bond. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys bond bloody. That's there you what go. They say. So, you know, <laughs> no blood has been spilled yet though. That's good. Not that's yet. Good. Yeah.
0: It's bound to happen though. It's bound to happen. It it <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, I like to start off my conversations with a simple question and to, to you, what does it mean to be a man?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Wow. What does it mean to be a man? And such a simple question at that. Um, the way that I'm experiencing being a man and the way that i'm you know i'm 48 years exquisitely aged uh as a man you know mm-hmm. i certainly identify as a man i feel very man in my body and i didn't always but i didn't know that you know i rejected man for a long time because of the ideas that i had about being man i didn't like men i didn't i thought men were assholes or you know men were either just dominating conquering bullying assholes or or weak impotent pushovers. You know, those are the two examples of man that I had growing up and so it's been a journey for me coming into defining for myself what it means to be a man. And and and, and in some ways it's really a it's almost a fusion of those two. It's the you know, uh, being a man is is for me is is being a person who whom nobody can just push over hmm. but whom also I doesn't myself become a become someone who tries to push other others over. You know, I think for me, being man is very much living a paradox of being of being deeply connected to myself and my clarity and my drives and my desires and my ambitions, while simultaneously being attuned to the world around me and the needs and drives and desires and ambitions and sensitivities, et cetera, of the world around me, including my wife, my friends, and my family members. Um, so I, I think, I think, you know, being, being, being a man is, is like constantly, beautifully, deliciously walking that razor's edge of, of you know, living my daily truth, but in ways that are not disempowering, to others and to to the to life around me.
0: I like how you talk about that razor's edge because that's what I've found for myself is that as much as I try to make things as black and white as I can for some for simplicity's sake, that mm-hmm. there's always something pulling me in the other direction, and it's like it is. It's walking that fine line. I've got I've got a yin yang right here on my shirt. Right, and that's, that's exactly yeah. what that is. Right, it's like yeah. walking that fine line between these two poles. And I, I agree with you that the, a lot of what I learned about the idea of man was talking about one side of that pole. And, and not only just one side, but a very um, disembodied and disempowered part of that one side of what it, what it looked like to be a man. Well, the, the, I love the yin yang symbol. And, and, but one thing that really stands
1: out to me about the yin yang symbol is we normally see it as a static image. It's not moving, mm-hmm. but it's moving. You know the mm-hmm. actual representation of that 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 symbol defines movement it is movement it is the the yin flowing into the yang flowing into the yin it is a dance it is a it is a movement that is never-ending and i think a a mature um let's just say a mature a developmentally mature man is a man who can be fluid you know, Bruce Lee said be like water you know I think I think a man is uh, somebody who can offer you know beautiful empathy and listening and and heart connection and nurturing in a moment when when that is what the moment calls for and in the next moment can pull out his sword and cut off the head of of evil or wrongdoing or 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 uh, or, or what threatens the world I stand for mm. when that is what the moment calls for. And so I think that you know yin-yang symbol, I think speaks to that. You know, A whole being, a whole man is a man who can offer either feminine or masculine.
0: I'm glad you brought those words in because I really, I'm interested in hearing your distinctions between feminine and masculine. I know a, a lot of spaces that I've spent time in put a lot of emphasis on masculine and, and a healthy version of masculinity, but almost uh, bringing it out of balance over to that other end of the spectrum. And Mm so you strike me as a man who I experience you as very masculine, your masculine qualities shine through, you know, even just your physical appearance and the way you carry yourself. So how do you hold that? How do you hold that when it comes to your definition of manhood?
1: Yeah. So, you know, my, my work for the last 10 years is really, I've specialized in relationships, intimate relationships. I've been a relationship coach for that time. I've, I've been a, a blogger on relationships. I have a book, on relationships called choose her every day or leave her. And one of the, one of the biggest distinctions, one of the biggest awakenings that I had early in my journey of, 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 uh, you know, I, I've always been a relationship guy. Like I've always yearned for wanted to be in relationship, but I fucked relationships up over and over and again throughout my Certainly, my teens, definitely my twenties, and most of my thirties, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. fucked them up. And one of the things that I was so asleep to, just so ignorant of, was I would go into a relationship with all my masculine values at play. You know the the masculine value of freedom. Mm-hmm. I went into a relationship just all f- freedom oriented. I remember one time telling a girlfriend, I uh, I want to have a relationship that's magic. And this was this was four months into what would be a five month, a five year nightmare with mm-hmm. this woman. And I said to her earlier on, I want to I want to I want my relationship should be magic. Now, Jetty, I had no fucking idea what I was talking about at the time. <laughs> but what I what I what I what I think I meant at the time, or what I know I meant by magic at the time was, in other words, I want to feel so free, I want to be able to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And you're going to accept me and love me for that no matter what. And I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to get the most out of you and I'm going to give you what I feel free to give you and, and just, you're going to be happy with that.
0: <laughs> I, w- I wonder if you led with that, if she would have opted into it from the beginning, <laughs> like, oh yeah, sign me up. Right. Babe.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn, I, I shouldn't have used the, the shortcut. I should have just laid it all out. This is what I mean. Ba- basically, just give me everything that I want and be happy with it. I don't know, Jetty, I don't think she would have opted in for that. Yeah, But in any case, I was completely ignorant of, of the feminine values, let's say, or the feminine expressions of, of feeling connected and, and, you know, knowing how to be validating and nurturing and comforting to my partner. Um, I had no practice in that, right? So I, I've had to learn in relationship you know, in particular, I say I've learned so much of it with my wife, uh, we've been together seven years. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, she's been one of my greatest teachers of embracing my own feminine, my own capacity for feminine expression and feminine being. I'll give you, give you an example. Uh, early in our relationship, maybe a couple months in, we got into a fight. And we got through it. But I remember she left my place, and when she left, she texted me. She said, I just want you to know I care about your feelings. My first thought was, Why? I don't even care about my feelings. Like, mm. why does that matter? <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, man. And so much of my relational journey and mine has been with women so much of my relational journey has been a journey to learning how to embrace my own feelings mm. You really connect to to my desires in a healthy way to my needs this word needs to allowing myself to fucking have needs mm. you know and and to speak them and express them in compassionate ways i mean that to me is all is all again if the, in this f- map of feminine and masculine expression that that's those are all feminine capacities,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, to have compassion for my own needs and desires and feelings and to be in my body, rather than where I tend to want to live, which is up in my head and my thoughts and my ideas about things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad that you are bring that in because I, I think that's one of the long standing aversions that lots of men have around embracing what we what we call feminine or the feminine that exists in us, is that it's often attached to feelings and emotions. And I mean, there's just the social narrative that so many of us have been indoctrinated into. And so it just acknowledging and admitting that we all have feelings, you know, we're we're the same species all all across the world. So we have the same biological architecture that has emotions as an emotional component, something that I know for myself is beyond my control. I can't control how I feel. I can respond to how I feel once I identify it and to just begin to have a relationship with that is so important.
1: But, but I wonder what, what do you think about this? Because <clears throat> what I find is, is many men and certainly myself, I get, get caught in the the belief that I need to have a reason to have a feeling. If mm-hmm. I have, a, if I don't, if I can't figure out the reason, then the feeling is not valid, in which case, either bury it, distract myself from it, you know, bypass it, do all the whatever, numb it out right? Mm. Certainly don't express it and tend to it. Mm. And naturally then I project that onto my woman, you know, sure. she needs a reason for her feelings too. And how often do I agree with my woman's reasons? Almost never.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you bring up a great point. The way I look at that for myself is that uh, that's, that's the masculine in me trying to bring logic to something that's illogical, <clears throat> right? You know, the emotional map isn't, isn't, it's not a grid of coordinates and, you know, very specific right. numbers and X, Y, Z. I think that that's, that's the work. And that's why I think it's been so elusive for many men is that, again, along with that social narrative, it's been expected that, well, if there is an emotion or a feeling you have, you should know where it's coming from and know what to do with it. Like seek and destroy that, that very right. masculine mm-hmm. approach to how we deal with problems. Whereas what if it's just something that it happens just like the weather, right? The, the weather rolls in and it happens. And I can acknowledge that and be with it. To me, I think that's actually the harder thing for men, mm-hmm. yeah. and the more uncomfortable thing is yeah. there is nothing to do necessarily stood to feel it. That's right. And and I know you've worked
1: with these men. I've worked with these men. The men that have everything, you know, have money, have home, and sometimes homes, you know, have 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 all the wealth, have the family, the wife, the wife, the kids, like everything, the prestige and yet are so disconnected from their bodies, so disoriented around their feelings, in denial of them or, or and it's a shit show for these guys. Mm-hmm. Again, they may look like they have everything together. And this was me, I, I was in the military for 10 years and I was a captain in the Air Force towards the end of that. And again, I was a guy that looked like I had everything. I was so disconnected from my body, so disconnected from what I was feeling. I, I, in my case, I was just numb. Mm-hmm. and then i tried to do relationship from that place you know relationship with women from a place of numbness from a place of checked out of my own feelings mm-hmm. and i've already sort of alluded to it but how do you think that went jenny
0: <laughs> not so great not so magical <laughs> <laughs> No, well and, and, dark and that magic brings, if anything oh dark magic yeah of course <laughs> uh which which I think that brings up a good direction of conversation is what is the role for our emotions as men Uh, in our relationships, especially if we're talking about relationships that have polarity in them with masculine and feminine? What do you, where do you, where do you bring emotions? Where do you make room for that in your relationship?
1: Yeah. One of the things that I'm constantly, let's say treating, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, Uh, I'm not even a therapist, so I don't treat patients, right? I don't treat people all the same. When I've been working with couples for 10 years, although I'm specializing now really more in working with men specifically, but, Mm -hmm. but generally what I am when I'm working in with, in a relationship context, I'm treating disconnection. I'm treating disconnection. It's not even so much that, you know, even, even couples that are struggling with polarity, for example, even the, the, maybe the long-term roommate kind of couple where they've lost polarity. Still, what's happening there is a deep disconnection in many cases, you know, di- disconnect from their own desires, for example, you know, the, the inability or the, the lack of capacity or the lack of skill around articulating one's real experience. And so I think that um, re- relationships, first and foremost, I, 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 I say need to be able to create safety for both partners. You know, there's a lot of emphasis on creating safety for women in in heterosexual relationships, as as well there should be. Mm-hmm. But what doesn't get talked about often is, well, what about men? How do we feel? How do don't we get to feel safe in relationships? And what does that even mean and look like?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And and I, I see this a lot when I'm when I'm when I'm starting to work with a couple, and the, where the 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 wife or, or woman or girlfriend hasn't felt safe in some way. And she's able to f- start finding her voice and talking about it. Right. Well, what inevitably emerges from her, her partner is also a sort of, well, what about me? Don't I get to feel safe? Mm-hmm. And a big part of what that looks like is allowing him or, 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 or him being allowed to have the space to have feelings too, mm-hmm. you know, to feel uncomfortable. You know, I worked with a guy recently whose uh, partner expected him to give her money. I'll I'll skip the the bigger story. The bottom line is he felt really uncomfortable continuing to give her money over and over and over. He was overstepping his own boundaries. He was essentially violating his own limits, Mm -hmm. stepping over his own limits and continuing to give her money long after it felt kind and nourishing and like generous for him to do. But he wasn't allowed to, you know, neither by her nor by himself, right? He wasn't allowed to have feelings about that. He wasn't allowed, like if he felt uncomfortable about that or felt like something was off, didn't matter. The expectation was from her, both her and from himself, by the way, keep giving her the money because otherwise, you know, you're a dick, you're a bad guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we don't create space for that man to just be able to feel uncomfortable and say look this is off something doesn't feel right i don't i'm not this isn't this isn't working for me mm-hmm. right if if men don't also have the space to have feelings about what's going on then then safety at best is a is a you know is is happens for one one partner but but more than likely neither people feel safe inside of that
0: i think you bring up a great point i think it's actually very relevant in our society right now um i i, I agree with you i love the way you said it that as well there should be there should be emphasis on safety for women and for the feminine because for how long has there not been right yeah so taking nothing from that uh, right obviously right. we're both yeah. fully behind that the conversation getting yeah. swung so far in one direction we forget that that what we operate in today has also been built on the sacrifice of men for generations you know talking about war talking about conquest and battle and Sure, there's been you know there's been women and children who were also impacted by that, but you just think of the volume of men who've been used as cannon fodder and sent to the front lines to shape society and culture and civilization. It, there's this out there's this idea I think is more insidious than people believe that men are disposable, and this idea about men not having feelings feeds into that narrative that well men don't feel things and don't need to feel things, so we can just treat them like they're robots, robots, robotic and send them to the front lines. And you know, it's a pretty broad stroke. But I do think that there's remnants of that that still exists. Uh, Even as we try to be more progressive and conscious in how we're considering men, women, masculine and feminine. I still see evidence of it in the way that we discuss things on a social scale.
1: Well, I I would I would only caveat that with saying, well, who's the ones that who are the ones that think men are disposable, but other men? Yes, it's not like women are sending us off to war to fight each other. It's not right. like our children are sending us off to war because they don't need us. Mm. You know, it's like, I, who, who says we're disposable but other fucking men? Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's Putin doing in Russia but just calling up the, 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 the most expendable in his eyes people to fight his war? He you was know, just mm-hmm. throwing bodies, male bodies for a piece of land and pride. So, mm. so I, I agree with you. But that's again, male culture at play here. It's like, it's, a, it's the evil of our own making. Mm-hmm. And I think, that, I think that it, but it, it, it does fall on your and my shoulders as men to stand up for something different, to, ironically, to stand up for our own safety, for our own right to feel safe in the world. Mm-hmm. That looks different than it does for, for women. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was at a, uh, I don't know if you've had this experience. I was at a Tony Robbins workshop know, 2000 people, his date with mm-hmm. destiny thing. And I remember we were doing relationship day and he asked this question and I think Allison Armstrong does this. I think he stole this from her, but anyway, it's another story. He asked all of the, the men in the audience, how many of you have helped felt unsafe at any point in the last week? You know, out of a thousand men in the audience, maybe five hands went up. Mm-hmm. I didn't raise my hand. Because I thought about it, yeah, no, I, I haven't felt safe in a while. I don't even remember the last time I felt unsafe. <laughs> and then he asked the women, "How many of you women have felt unsafe in the last week?" A thousand women, two thousand hands went up, right? Because mm-hmm. women were raising both their hands. Yeah, you know, and 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 so I, I think that you know I look at my wife's experience. I mean, how, how long have you been married, Jenny? We just did eight years. Eight years. Okay. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm seven with my wife. I I don't, I don't know your wife, so I don't, I don't have a sense for her, but I know Mm -hmm. that my wife largely lives consistently feeling unsafe in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, even, even amongst men, you know, um, that are friends, she's got to keep her guard up. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to keep my guard up. Not in the same way. Yeah. I don't have to, I mean, I could, a lot of men do. I used to, you know, I've learned as I know, you know, you and I, we've been around men in much more thoughtful ways. We've learned to trust other men. We've learned to trust ourselves. So I, it's a, it's a tricky thing because I, I, I have to be aware that my wife feels unsafe regularly, mm-hmm. but now you and I we're starting to have a, a more nuanced conversation about, well, there are ways in which I don't feel safe. Sure. You know, I, I remember telling my 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 wife my wife telling me earlier in our relationship that she wanted the truth. Just tell me the truth, and then and then I told her the truth about something, and she fucking lost her shit,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and that made me feel really fucking unsafe. Totally, yeah. And you know, there's there's a a couple legacies of men's work. I, I think of them as like the first generation where we were trying to get away from this traditional machismo hiding our feelings you know i'm talking about circa iron john when 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 it started to come together Uh where the the teaching there is a version of the only safe place in the world for a man is in a circle of other men because only Mm. other men will really understand Mm. what a man requires when it comes to safety Mm. and i still think that there's some i think there's some validity to that i think there is a space that only men can hold for each other that's why i'm such a big (laughs) proponent of men's circles and spaces like that uh, and at the same time, I do think that there's an important conversation to be had about what safety looks like in a relationship for a man mm-hmm. and having that safety be provided by his partner yeah. and what that looks like. So let's go down that road for a second. Yeah. What, what does it look like for you to feel more safe in your relationship from your yeah. partner?
1: Yeah, thank you. That's a, that's a. I think that's a really beautiful distinction, too, I, and I like that. I've never thought about that, like, like f- the way that I feel safe around other men is is a unique experience that just can't be had in other contexts you know my wife what what helps me feel safe is um you know i make a big distinction between criticism and feedback i've experienced a lot of criticism from partners over the years and and i define criticism as simply direction given that isn't being asked for Mm right? Direction given that is not being asked for. That's what I call criticism. And my wife, uh, um, you know, and we, we had to, you know, find our way with this early on, because I think a lot of women, because they, they are used to not getting their needs met. And so they've, you know, one of the ways that women try to get their needs met is to give men direction. Here's how I need you to meet my needs. Now, they never, they don't often say it like that. It's mm-hmm. often a lot less skillful and much more, can be abrasive, harsh, all, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly experienced it. So one thing that, you know, my wife does really well, as, as she's learned this need that I have to not feel criticized, She's very mindful to, be, to give me feedback, which is to share her experience, talk about her feelings, talk about you know, what comes up for her in various situations. she's allowed to get angry, et cetera, all that. But, but what doesn't work is telling me what to do about things and, and how, what, you know, giving me direction that I'm not asking for. You know and she's, she's really good at, at, at honoring that distinction. You know, my wife will tell me when I've said something that hurts her feelings or I do something or I'm about to do something that maybe makes her nervous or she's really quick to tell me Mm because that's how I that's my contribution to her safety. You know, it's not always easy, but you know, her knowing that, that I want to hear what's happening for her, even if I don't like it, or it's inconvenient or uncomfortable, whatever she knows that I do want to hear it. Right? So she feels more safe. Okay. Well, I feel more safe when when I know she's not just gonna you know be be my mother or my boss or my prison warden, right? She's gonna let me make my own decisions. She she's when I say let me, I mean she gives me the space to make my own decisions. So I get to be my own man. That that helps me feel safe. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's
0: one way. Well, and that requires a certain kind of partner too to have the trust and the confidence in Mm -hmm. herself to to be able to accept the consequences of your choices right because i think that's where a lot of these relationships i see and and even in my own relationships when a woman doesn't feel safe and tries to control or manipulate and influence the outcome by uh, by blocking permission you know by by saying well no you can't do that or i don't want you to do that uh whereas and i know for me myself and my wife she's she's done so much work with herself to have the the grace to, to be with my decisions and mm-hmm. knowing that my decisions are going to have an impact on her. That's what, that's what being in a relationship is all about and vice versa. Yeah. I think, I think on both sides of the equation, we got to do our work so that we can really be 100%. with the consequences of those choices and accept it. That's part of the choosing each other, right? A hundred percent, man. I mean,
1: I mean, I, my wife has, we, we've built up so much trust over the years And we made some you know we early in our relationship we definitely both made some choices that that you know were hard for the other to be with (laughs) that Mm -hmm. brought us to the brink of 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 ending as well but i think this is one of the beautiful things that happens it can happen in in long-term relationship if both like you said both parties are willing to, to to lean in do the work you know take ownership of their role in things um we we learn We learn like there, I I know where my wife's limits are for the most part. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm going to want to do things that push her limits, but finding our way together means, okay. You know, I love this question in, in couples work. I often give this question to couples and I often sit with it myself. And the question is what would serve? We, Mm. what would serve? We. Not what would serve me or what would serve you, but what would serve we, you know, me and you is included in that equation, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a, like, that's like an alchemical question, you know, uh, uh, because I can't, I can't see the answer if I'm only focused on what serves me or what would serve her and not me. I can't see the answer. It's not available to either of us when we're in that power struggle of, you know, my safety or your safety. Mm-hmm. but when it's how do we both you know what would serve we man I, I've, magic comes from that question the real magic not the fake <laughs> bullshit magic that i wanted when i was 26
0: <laughs> right that magic. was one of the that was one of the we, my wife and i we we asked some of the elders in our community to just have some sessions with us these weren't formal counselors or relationship experts Uh just people we respected by how they held relationship and Uh we asked them to sit down with us and ask them ask us some questions we were getting ready for our for our marriage Uh to get married and that was one of the most poignant pieces of advice that one of these elder couples gave us was that we we have to find a way to see the relationship as as its own entity like the holy trinity right like Mm -hmm. there's 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 myself there's my partner and then there's the the we the relationship that has to be given its own pulse its own yeah. heartbeat its own spirit and soul and it's it's so easy to forget that and, but when we do come back to that when we do have those moments i, I call it i think a lot of in like sports terminology mm. so my wife and i we talk about when we get on other sidelines you know like when we all of a sudden we're on opposing sides of the field and mm. yeah. when one of us recognizes it we will say right. like whoa whoa, whoa we got to huddle up <laughs> we gotta right. get back in the huddle and get on the huddle same up. page i like that um because yeah. in those moments we're just thinking about our separate points of that triangle and yeah. forgetting about the the we part.
1: Yeah. I like that. I think that's a beautiful practice and, and awareness. Um I I think that I think this is a I think this is a really courageous path for men to walk. The the path of relationship, the path mm-hmm. of relational awareness and relational skill. Um, you know, my parents divorced when I was four years old. And it was it was not nice and they basically continued hating each other until they probably just landed in indifference uh for the rest of my life i mean you know they never had a, a healthy relationship again while they never had one while while they were together either but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that that pain that deep deep sadness for me has persisted throughout my life and and it, it actually caused me it gave me this weird schizophrenic experience of 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 so of, of being so deeply, deeply longing to to bring people together to bring to be in relationship again to like, like to heal that wound to heal the family to, you know, every holiday after age four was, was a choice. Do I do I go to that family or this family? You know, where do I go? I, I don't get to be with my whole family, I got to choose. So and and that, I mean, for decades to come, that would and still you know, I'm 48 and still there's, there's choices to be made on the holidays that I don't want to have to make. But so that caused me to both long for bringing people together, but also to not trust relationship. I can't mm. trust it. I can't trust relationship. Because people are gonna leave. You know, I've, I've, I've had to confront this with my wife and my marriage, the part of me that just learned to take care of myself and and in a way not need relationship because I can't trust it. Mm-hmm. I can't trust it. I can't trust in intimacy. I can trust it for a weekend. You know, boy, I had lots of those in my 20s and 30s. Great weekends with amazing intimate weekends with women or or month long relationships. Those are the those were the best in those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so easy, fast, fast and furious. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and um but that that didn't make a good life for me sure you know it always left me with a hangover and 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 the hurt that i caused in women as well from just not being able to show up again after a you know a nice and intense weekend and and so with my wife you know healing the relational wounds um has been core to to my my you know journey as a man awakening to my feelings to my pain my suffering my grieving you know, a lot of i've spent so much of my adult life not consciously resisting but cuz i didn't know but just not grieving all that there is to fucking grieve mm-hmm. and again shut you know my body just 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 uh contracting and 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 calcifying, that's the word my body calcifying around these ungrieved losses and experiences. I mean, and there's countless I mean, there's a in, in my in my in my book, uh, choose her every day or Lever, there's a chapter called um, uh, I can't remember the exact title, but something like uh, we, we men must learn to grieve everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when I when I can't grieve, what, what does my wife get? but a shut down man or an angry man because i can't move these emotions through me but then again that's been a great gift of my wife of relationship being in partnership with someone who is who stands for safety around feeling i couldn't do this by myself
0: yeah man i i agree with you it's it's so interesting to see the parallels in your experience of relationship and partnership in mine as well mm. and i, I want to make sure we touch on this distinction you have uh, it's mm. obviously the title of your book choose her every day mm-hmm. or leave her now mm-hmm. that's that's a really strong statement to make you know it's mm-hmm. a really strong thing to say which is is difficult you know how many people find themselves in these codependent relationships because they don't know how to get out of it or they're too afraid yeah. to be alone mm-hmm. so why why do you take such a strong stance on that that either just decide to choose her and everything about her or leave her and let her go.
1: So the in the the title, there's a chapter in the book that is that title choose her every day or leave her and this actually was born of a blog I wrote back in 2015. Uh, that went viral. I mean, a, a million people a day were reading this article. Right. Uh, to date, I don't know, somewhere probably approaching 50 million people have read that that one article choose her every day or leave her. Mm-hmm. And the first sentence of that of that article is, um, I spent five years torturing a good woman by staying with her, but never fully choosing her. Hmm. So what that means is, I and I think it's very common, we do this in relationships is I stay with somebody. But you know what the brain, the brain is not programmed to thrive, the brain is programmed for survival, it just wants to keep us alive. And so what that means is the brain just starts looking for what's wrong. What's danger? What's the danger? What's the threat in my midst? And you hang out with another human long enough, there's gonna be all kinds of threats that show up you know, the ways they talk to you, the tone of voice, the just the simple ways they may disconnect, you know, all, all of our childhood abandonment issues and overwhelm, you know, I'm gonna lose myself in this issues, all, 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 all that comes up in relationships. So we inevitably And in some cases, very quickly, start seeing the person we're with as a threat, all these countless, they leave their socks on the floor, oh, shit, I'm going to be I'm consigned to a to living in a dirty house with somebody. How horrible is that? Right. And in these ways, I stop, I, I subtly stop choosing the person that I'm with. And instead, I start focusing on what I don't what doesn't work about them for me. So it's a subtle in some cases, it, it. in many cases, in my case, it was like a subtle, slow death in that all I could see was what I was, what I didn't like. Mm. I stayed with her even as I railed against what wasn't working and she did the same. I mean, it was a mutual bashing, if you will, for five years in this particular relationship. Um. What I've learned since and what I apply with my wife, you know, I don't want to be in a relationship every single day. It's fucking, I get tired sometimes, man. I need a break. You know, I need to to go off and do my own thing for a while or go be with my men or go off on a trip by myself or just, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's human. Mm -hmm. But, you know, choosing my wife every day means every day that i wake up i lean into relationship with her i when before we got married when we didn't live together when when we woke up if we weren't staying if we we didn't sleep in the same place i would be the one to initiate relationship that day by calling her or texting her somehow reaching out right i would initiate relationship that to me was an act of choosing this today Right. And 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 I believe in my experience, it is torture for, you know, heterosexually speaking, it is torture. It's torture for anybody, man or woman. But speaking, you know, man to man as men, it, it is torture for our women when we hang around, but we don't lean into the relationship. We don't lean into the challenges that that every, any worthy relationship will bring up for us when we when we either want them to take all the responsibility or we just check out even if we stay in the room but we check out because it just i don't want to deal with this it's Mm -hmm. fucking torture
0: yeah and it's i think that's the big question is if if you are in a relationship with somebody that you're not choosing then for the sake of what and being really honest about that i mean how how many how many great reasons can one (laughs) find for being in, in relationship with somebody that you're not choosing really i mean what i can't i can't Off the top of my head think of a legitimate reason to be with somebody if i don't want to be choosing them now if there's things that are getting in the way of choosing because i feel unsafe or i'm questioning the viability of the relationship i think that's different but getting to a place where i decide that this is who i'm choosing this is who i'm i've got my vision for my life they've got theirs and i'm choosing to figure out how to alchemize our visions together because that's a whole nother (laughs) that's a whole nother journey right trying to bring two separate and unique visions and And make them both happen mutually uh but yeah i mean i think that's really the the core of why so many people struggle in relationship and partnership is they're not really choosing another person every single day not really willing to
1: well you know i had a uh a realization doing this work some years ago about codependence and uh, i'm sure it's not an original realization but as i thought about the the stages that we go through in relationship and we all we all tend to start out codependent you know our, our first relationships were really fucking codependent with our mm-hmm. partners in some way shape or form And i realized you know we're, we're born as babies we are codependent on our parents i mean if 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 someone doesn't take care of us we die we literally die mm-hmm. and we spend the first you know the formative years of our life if i'm not taken care of i will die Few of us have healthy or helpful modeling from our parents to really become our own individuals. You know how many of our parents were codependent with us, you know, or in some way made us, you know, the child overly responsible for the adult's well-being, or 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 just left us completely alone. You know, didn't I was I was more neglected as a child. I mean, there was other things going on, but you know, I was kind of left to find my, I just didn't know how to be relational again. I wasn't taught to be relational. And so then we, you know, I grew up and started doing relationships with women and I was so fucking codependent mm-hmm. and, and to the point that it felt like if I break up with this person, I'm going to die. It's yep. like breakups feel like death, right? Cause it's very reminiscent of, of the childhood experience that if this, if this caretaker leaves me, I will literally die. So that, that, that old, you know, the child brain, the old lizard brain looks at breakup before we, before we really do our, our, our differentiating, individuating work, our personal growth work, you know, learning who am I? What do I stand for? What's important to me? What matters to me? What are my boundaries? Where are my limits? You know, what do I, et cetera. Until we've done that work, we're kind of destined to get all entangled with another human being that if, if they leave us it's like fucking death. Or if I leave them, it's like death.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I tell men is you got no business getting into a long-term committed partnership and promising yourself to somebody else until you know what you're up to in your life and what you are promising to them. Because at least that's how I hold it. When I told my wife I'm devoting my life to her and I want to be with her for an entire lifetime, I was clear on this is where I'm headed and this is what i'm this is what i'm presenting to you this is who i'm promising myself to be now there's still room for growth and evolution of human that's that's part of it but i really like that notion that you brought in there cuz i do think i agree i think that that's oftentimes the breakdown is i haven't gotten clear on who i am what i want what my boundaries are how to hold my boundaries and assert myself and you see these codependent relationships popping up everywhere and like you said that reptilian brain the survival part of us that doesn't believe i'll survive without yeah. partnership yeah. makes us do crazy things, desperate <laughs> things that are just like, it's, it's yeah. cringeworthy, right? I look back uh, and I'm like, oh my oh God, the, the conversations, yeah. I, the, the times that I've just lost my shit completely because somebody was breaking up with me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Just like, yeah. oh, I just feel so uncomfortable. But, and it's really just because I didn't know who I was, didn't know yeah. who I was without somebody to right. take care of me or how to take yeah. care of myself even, you know, yeah. how, how do I take care of myself? It yeah. can be that simple
1: definitely and, and and if anyone's listening that's in a long-term relationship and they realize wow i'm so codependently enmeshed with this person you you can of course still do this work and and find yourself you know for lack of better language right now you can do the individuating work while still in partnership with your partner yes um it's challenging mm-hmm. but shit it's challenging to do it when you're single mm-hmm. right
0: Absolutely. but i,
1: I just want to make sure that people out there listening understand that that it's still completely possible especially if both you and your partner are ready for a new experience you're ready to move beyond the ways that you've been functioning both of you are like something has to change i mean that's the best time to do this kind of work yeah. so um
0: yeah yeah that's a good uh that's a good that's a good message to put in there because it, it can be alarming like oh my god i've been married for 10 yeah. years and now i gotta not necessarily but it is, I think, coming back to the title of your book and that that blog, you know, choose her every day or leave her. That's a really important, yeah. clear distinction. Is yeah. are you? Am I willing to choose this person and really do the work that it's going to take to choose them, especially on the days I don't want to? Yep. Or do I need to let this go because it's it's a disservice to both parties involved? And
1: so. I'm curious. I have a question for you. You said you yeah. and your wife uh, every day you you have a choose I choose you practice. What does that look like?
0: Yeah, well, to, to be transparent, it's something that we haven't done as much recently, it's kind of like one of those things we did for so long. And then uh. one day, you, you don't go to the gym. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, I- I'm out of shape. Um, okay. <laughs> but but for I mean, literally, yeah. for the first, you know, seven years of our marriage, every day started wow. with some version of I choose you, even if I was traveling or out of yeah. town, even wow. times where I was off grid, I would come back and I would have a text message from her every day, I choose you. you wow.
1: Know? That's, that's,
0: that's and, beautiful. And on the best of days, where we wake up together, you know, we'd look each other in the eyes and say, "I choose you." And on yeah. days where we were not happy with each other, something wasn't going right. The yeah. hard times, you know, we'd, yeah. we'd still find it within ourselves to say, you know, to say, you know, genuinely, I choose you. Yeah. This is hard, and yeah. and then, I don't like you right now, but I still choose you. <laughs> I fucking love that though. I love that. But see, that's
1: real. It's like that's yeah. real, but it's still kind. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. cruel. It's not. I don't like you. Fuck you. Get out of my face. It's 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 on. You know, I, I said that. Uh, my wife and I got into something a couple months ago and, and man, I, I, I said something really unkind to her. Mm. Uh, I I fucking lost my shit and it wasn't, it didn't go well. Mm. And, um, and I immediately felt shame. I felt, oh, you know, I knew I had to apologize immediately. And, and I did that, you know, I went and cooled down first. I got my 20 minutes of, you know, cooling down in the corner by myself, just fucking hating life. But I, and I came back to her and I, and I told her just, look, I feel ashamed once you know, I'm sorry. What I said, no excuse for it. I feel ashamed. I'm still very angry because I was angry. I mean, she, she had done something or said something that to me felt also didn't, it, it crossed my boundaries and, and I, I didn't, it did not go well. So I could stand in that and say, look, I, I'm angry. I'm really angry right now. And I love you there's no excuse for what I said and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that capacity to just be real, you know, I, I think is, is that, that's, that's key to, it's also part of being able to choose each other. It's like, okay, I know, I know that you're going to tell me the truth about what's going on for you, but you're not going to do it in a way that beats me up. Or if you do in a, in an unskillful moment where you just lose your shit, cause it's going to happen. At least I know you're going to, you're going to be able to repair it really quick. right. You're going to be able to own that, come back and say, I'm sorry, like genuinely. And then, you know, it, it, it either won't ever happen again, or does it be a long time before it happens again? Because this is not a pattern we're in. It's just a a, a momentary lapse of sanity, which we all have. Sure. You yeah. know, and, 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 uh, you know, my, my wife and I, every morning, we, we have a intentional hug, hmm. like no matter what I'm doing, <clears throat> I stop when I get up before she does and, when she wakes up if i'm not in a session or you know in, a, in an appointment a meeting i'll stop and i'll get up and i'll hug her that's that's our way of saying i choose you yes it's, uh, it's a beautiful i really like that you
0: all speak the actual words or um that's a it's a beautiful practice yeah and then that's what occurred to me was you know even though we haven't been deliberately saying the words in the way that we practiced it for the majority of our marriage uh, we've been demonstrating that. It's more of like an embodiment. We demonstrate how much we yeah. choose each other. So it's almost like it's evolved to another level. Uh, in fact, i'm ins- I'm excited to bring that to her and see how she feels about it. Um, there's there's one more layer to that to me that's I think is important about the choosing. Uh, when we started doing that practice, my understanding was I was doing it for her to help to make sure she felt safe, to reinforce mm-hmm. hey, I choose mm-hmm. you. no matter what, mm-hmm. I choose you right now mm-hmm. as like a ha, ah, like a sigh for her, you know, no right. matter where we yeah. were at. yeah, but what occurred to me was that, it was just as much for myself as it was for her to remind myself, Hey, I choose this person and how practicing that over and over again has made it so much easier. Like I I even think about, man, there's, there's nothing I would choose over what I have with my wife. You know, even in those moments where my brain is trying to escape and Mm -hmm. sell me on some fantasy of how things (laughs) could be better if I just did this, it's like, no way, dude, I'm not choosing that. I choose this. So I, Yeah, that's the last thing I wanted to drop in about that. Well,
1: I want to echo you on that because that that hug that I give my wife every day, it's too easy for me to isolate, Jetty. Mm -hmm. It's too easy for me to be by myself and for me to isolate and lone wolf my way through life. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But I always suffer when I do it. You know, and, and other people suffer in various ways when that's what I do. And that hug that I give my wife every morning, or if we're apart, you know the the call that I give her, the text I send her, the, whatever the reaching out is, and 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 the and the the softness that re, is required of me, the ah, relaxing my voice, hey babe, you know the, the 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 genuine like that. It requires some effort on my part, but it's I do it same man. I, I, that is for me as much as it is for her because it's it's my way of also not just choosing her but choosing to stay related every day to not you know flit off into my own little you know masculine ice tundra of emptiness and aloneness
0: so i feel you on that man it's as much for me as it is for her (laughs) beautiful man well hey listen this has been an awesome conversation time flies and when we're having the best dialogue so uh, I want to make sure I get you out of here on time. Uh, so I got a, a couple of quick lightning questions and then Great. let everybody know where to go and find you. Okay. Great. Yep. All right. So what is one thing that you've learned that you wish you knew when you were 18? Oh my God.
1: In the domain of relationship, I would say uh, a couple things. One, women want sex just as much as I do. <laughs> uh, and they, uh, they just, they just want it and they just want it with, with more emotional attunement and connection and and uh, presence than I necessarily know how to offer.
0: Yes, yeah. The the image I had in my mind is is we we both want to go and see the same show. We I just want to take the elevator, and she wants to take the stairs. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm working on right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I might, um, I, might, I might borrow that, but I'll credit you. That's really good. It, Trademark it. that, man. <laughs> All right. It's good. Number two, what do you think is the most important value to have as a man? Flexibility, fluidity. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Last one, what does the world need most from men right now? Attunement.
1: It needs our attunement. It needs us to pay attention to what's actually going on, not not what we're fantasizing should be going on or we think is going on, but actually paying the fuck attention to what is actually happening to our earth, to our air, to our water, to our women, to our children, to ourselves, like to fucking be attuned to what actually is happening. Mm -hmm.
0: That's perfect. Moment by moment by moment. All right man well then where last but not least where can people follow you find you yeah buy a copy of your book tell us all so
1: uh i mean my website uh you can pretty much find everything including social links my book uh, any any programs that i have coaching information all that stuff even a lot of blogs and videos uh brian reeves it's brian with a y -Y b-r-y-a-n reeves r-e-e-v-e-s brianreeves.com but my book is also just on amazon uh, the audio book is coming out soon, which I'm super excited about. Um, probably, probably by the time this podcast is out, the audio book should be available. Uh, but brianreeves.com one-stop shopping. I'm otherwise I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say I'm on TikTok these days. Oh, you're really. doing the booty dance. You're doing the booty dance. I don't do any <laughs> booty dances. I probably should get, get, get more vis- booty dance while I dispense relationship wisdom. That might, that'd be a thing. But uh, no, I, I do a lot of relationship, you know, just talks and stuff on on, on TikTok, awesome. which I, I enjoy. But
0: um, yeah, man, sure. com. Beautiful, my bro. Well, awesome to have you here, man. I'm glad that we're both living in the same city, getting to spend some yeah. more time together, learning about each other. Excited to be on your podcast. Also, let's say Men This Way, right? That's, That's right. your podcast. So yep. uh, go check that out because I know you've been doing some great work over there. Got some yep. awesome guests on that show. Um, so yeah, man, looking forward to being on there and doing this again sometime. Thank you, Jetty. This is great, man. Likewise. And uh, yeah, man, look forward to having you on mine and diving into
1: to your, your, your zone of, 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 of expertise and, and passion and excitement as well soon.
0: All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure you go over to risingman.org to check out everything we got going on over there. And also, to get yourself applied and enrolled in Compass today. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Rising Man Movement. Keep showing that love everywhere that you guys do. I love hearing from you guys. love receiving your messages. I love seeing more of you pop up in our Rising Man Brotherhood community and on our weekly community calls. So keep that going. You can get into the Brotherhood space by going to risingman.org slash brotherhood. Get yourself in there today. Become a bigger part of the community. All right. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.